Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Get in the know. Nonstop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Hey, welcome into Vikings Ventline here. <laughs> Sorry, am I too all right, am I too loud, Declan? Okay. Yeah. All right. I don't even know how to turn the mic down, so I'm just going to back away from the mic. Um, I don't know how to turn the mic down, but the Vikings know how to uh, turn a 29-point lead down. So there's that. Vikings win what uh, became a nail-biter in the second half here, Thursday Night Football. This is Vikings Vent Line presented by Surly Brewing Company and TCL which is one of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands. They have a new lineup of award-winning TVs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Uh, This show is all about you guys. It's the most fan-friendly and interactive show in Minnesota sports. Judd is live at U.S. Bank Stadium right now. If you want to join the show, vikingsventline at gmail.com. We'll send you an invite. Um... Judd, your main takeaway from an eight-point win over the Steelers. Uh, One of the most disgusting Vikings wins I've seen in my lifetime watching this team, but yet it perfectly encapsulates the 2021 campaign. Like, if you want to put one thing in a time capsule for for this year to show if people say, what were the 2021 Vikings like? Tonight's game is perfect. The, f- the first half, they showed the dominance that they have the potential. Now, Pittsburgh played terrible, but in the, to Vikings' credit, they showed the dominance that they have the ability um, to beat teams. And, you know, lots of teams in this league, they should beat up pretty badly. And in the second half, they completely came unglued. Um, Cousins had his struggles, the entire team. The defense melted down. Uh, so I think tonight's game is actually a perfect encapsulation of who the 2021 Vikings are. And I, I got a note on Twitter from a person who said, I now know what you mean by this team is unlikable. And this is why. I, I mean, to not win this game convincingly after you're up by 29 points at halftime and to have it be that you need a Steelers uh, player in the end zone to basically drop the ball at the end of the game to not have a chance for them to tie the score and to have Xavier Woods chuck his helmet in celebration for anyone to celebrate that win <laughs> is a disgusting, you talk about disgusting. You think Randy Moss pretending to wipe his rump on the goalpost in green Bay was a disgusting act. Anyone who celebrated this win tonight wearing purple, that is absolutely disgusting. So I think it's a very appropriate game as far as who this team is. 
but it reminds me of why changes are needed with this team. Um, this one was perfect for that. All right, I think the word disgusting is an overreaction, but I definitely feel you on I on like like this game was a perfect encapsulation. It was the Mike Zimmer Kirk Cousins era Vikings summed up in two halves. So much potential, potential to score as many points as you want, to run the ball down teams' throats, to hit on big pass plays, and then so much potential to just inexplicably soil yourself and blow a lead. And uh, everything that happened in the second half. So uh, I will say that my main takeaway from this game is that Mike Zimmer and Kirk Cousins together just ain't it. I know they won the game here, but we saw primetime Cousins show up. He was like 11 for 25 at one point. Uh, he, he almost was a pick six to let the Steelers right back in the game. But then he dagger, he throws a dagger pass to KJ Osborne um, that looked like it iced the game at the time. But just like, like, just more validation that the Mike Zimmer Kirk Cousins era is an acid trip that I'm just I think all of us are just ready to be done with here so hey, there's a there's a payoff on a trip like that I, I I've yet to see any type of a payoff not that I'm speaking from experience but I'm just <laughs> saying there's usually some type of payoff when you get some type of fun experience like that and I've yet to see that that was ridiculous dude you were up 29 nothing the the what is it 28 to 3 right was the Patriots Falcons infamous score I was not. I did not want to be the next twenty nine zero. Like I didn't want to have to deal with the ramifications of blowing a twenty nine point lead on Thursday night football, and the Vikings almost managed to do so. Hmm. Well, let's. Um, all right, let's jump in here again. If you want to join the show, VikingsVentline at gmail dot com, and Declan will send you an invite. Judd is at US Bank Stadium, just disgusted. Look at Judd's face right now. It, that was gross. Poor guy needs a surly. You that do. was Jud- so gross. Judd, you do need a Surly, don't you? Love a Surly right now. Yeah. And you know what? I like a Surly Furious because right now I'm furious. <laughs> How could anyone celebrate that? Get off. Shut up and get off the field. Uh, all right. Let's. Uh, who's first out of the gate here on Vikings Ventline decks? Let's go to uh, Let's go to Evan. Evan, what's up, man? You're on Vikings Ventline. How are you? I'm all right, guys. I'm I'm trying to. <laughs> I'm 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 trying not to lose my mind because I was thinking there's no way we're gonna lose two games in a row on the final play of the game. There's just no possible way. But thankfully, uh, Fire Move dropped it and we were able to survive this game. But my biggest takeaway was something you guys have been preaching a lot this week is that it's clear it's just time for change and there's peace with that decision because this roster is very good. We have good receivers. We have decent talent on the O-line. We have really good running backs. I mean, Dalvin's a monster. Madison's a really good backup. We haven't even unlocked what Kane can do. You know, Conklin's good. We haven't, you know, Irv's coming back next year. We have a really, really good roster. Once we get a new coaching regime in here, I think I think this, this team can really do something special. So tonight was just really all roster and, and zero coaching to me. What about you guys? I mean, uh, yeah, Evan, I think I think you hit the nail on the head in terms of the potential of and the potential of this team has been on display on a regular basis. The first half was all about the potential of this team taking a 29 point lead on you know a flawed but competitive Steelers team shows the potential of this team. And then there's the flip side. Potential isn't just upside. There's the potential for them to do what they did in the second half and we saw it. I mean, this is like the most frustrating and mind-bogglingly stupid team at times 
Like, how do you not just win that game 34 to 10 or something? Like, why, like, why, like, why are the Steelers allowed to even come within a whiff of that drive that they had down the field at the end of the fourth quarter? It's unbelievable. I knew it was going to be rough right coming out of the uh, out of the second half when we settled for two straight field goals. I said, this is the point where we're going to let them inch back in the game. And, you know, Ben Roethlisberger, Mike Tomlin, when's the last time they've really gotten blown out and embarrassed? You know, these are Hall of Famers. They're, they're not going to uh, – on prime time, on national television, they're going to find a way to, to keep the game close and keep it respectable. And that's exactly what they did. And as much as Zimmer likes to be a defensive back guru, that is the worst position group on the team right now. These corners do not know how to play balls in the air. They're either not aggressive enough and letting the wide receivers catch aggressive catches all over their heads, or they're just running straight through the receiver. There's like there's no middle ground. In, and even Patrick Peterson um, didn't get the tackle at the end of the game to keep him in bounds. So th- this – I'm just I'm I'm ready for the for the new coaching regime because this this roster is is ready to blow. Right. Thanks, Evan. Appreciate you, Evan. He's right. He's exactly right. Like you watch this, and it's just like, I mean, Patrick Peterson of all people. How how do you not keep that guy in balance? It, why, why, by the way, why, no why why would you even throw that pass? That was unbelievable. Like that pass over the middle, he literally caught that ball like in know, the center I, of the field with no timeouts. Like, what are they what doing? Exactly and the, Vi- and the Vikings don't make them pay for but that. How, but how do you not make them pay? Because if you tackle him inbounds, there were two seconds left. The clock just runs out. It's done there. Yeah. Uh, it just, Dex. yeah, makes no sense. Dex, who's next? Let's go to uh, let's go to David. David, what's up, man? Uh-huh. Line. How are you? I didn't know if I was making it on or not. All right, long-time listener, first-time caller. I have been a fan of the Vikes since fourth grade. I met them all winning a multiple sclerosis readathon back when uh, Matt Blair was playing for the team. Got a wow, dude. Wow. Yeah, way way back. I mean, this stuff for a long time. Sorry. That's okay. Um, anyway, man, the pain is real. The pain is real. We're up 29 to zero and I'm watching with my wife and I'm like, and and she's smacking me. I actually took my Jersey (laughs) off because I started the game without a Jersey. We did great. I was like, grab my Jersey. Let's, let's do this. And we got dressed up and then I was like, wait, 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 we did better without the Jersey. And I, I took it off, you know, all of our superstitions. We all do that stuff all the time. And, uh, the, the reality is, is, Man, we I mean, you guys have been preaching it forever. It's crazy. Zim's got to go. I mean, this whole run, 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 run pass thing is absolutely ridiculous. Um, that was the whole second half. That was the whole second half. And, uh, yeah, and then, you know, Dalvin's dealing with a shoulder injury, and let's run him right up the middle. You know, that's that's great. Like, hey. He's, he's feeling okay to push. Like, let's not put Madison in there for these tough yards. Like, even if you're going to run, run. Like, I don't know. Let's let's just keep Dalvin in there and run right up the middle, right where everyone knows we're going. And uh, let's see if his shoulder holds out, you know? It was kind of amazing. Like, like Dalvin Cook dislocated his shoulder 11 days ago. He ran the ball 27 times for 205 yards in this game. I felt like every, awesome. every time he took a that hit, was awesome. I was cringing. But good for him, man. What where a was JJ the whole second half? Where was I mean? Let's let's call a spade a spade. Like, oh, we're up twenty nine. Let's uh, leave it to the defense that sucked for the last how many games? 
Like, yeah, we're up 29. Okay, let's run it every play and leave it to the defense. Great. You know, and, and David, thank you for coming on, dude. Appreciate it. You're a first-timer. We love the first time, long-time first-timers. first time. Mike Zimmer and Kirk Cousins both have this amazing ability to either get – I'm not going to say they get comfortable with leads. I think they get – it's like they get uncomfortable with leads. You know, it, it, like why are you guys not able to just keep powering through and throttling a team? You know, the Vikings, they scored 29 unanswered points to start this game. Uh, they haven't scored 40 po- – they've scored 40 points once in their last 41 football games. This was your perfect opportunity, right? You're carving this defense. Just step on their throats in the second half, and 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 you get teeth clenching cousins, and and you get you know hang on for dear life, Mike Zimmer, both offensively and defensively. Like this was your, I mean, just, this was your chance to just throttle a team on national TV, and they're incapable of doing it as a pair. Uh, the first thing that goes wrong with the, these two freaks them out. Yeah. The first thing, like they're looking for, if they're up by twenty nine or by three. The first thing that goes wrong, they both forebode football joy and they're like, oh, my God, got to dial her back now. And that's how they are. Um, And again, a lot of the problems with Mike and Kirk, as different as they appear to be, they are very much alike. And I think both of them live their lives incredibly uptight, which is really bad when you're trying to play sports. You know, there was um, there was a play. And of course, like, you know, a bunch of people are going to think I'm just dumping on cousins here, but. I think there was a play that that signified how little fun this team appears to be having. And like so Cousins scrambles for a first down on like third and five toward the end of the game. And at the time it looked like it might have been the clincher. And then the I think the interception came after that and the Steelers come back down the field. But he runs for a first down that that looked like, okay, that was that was the first down that pretty much ends this for the Steelers. Everyone just sort of gets up, walks back to the line of scrimmage, walks back to the huddle. No fist pump, no show of emotion. Like, okay, we almost blew the lead, but I just clinched the game. Like, first down, get the crowd going. You know, like the the Baker Mayfield thing that he does or the Tom Brady thing. No lineman coming over to grab him by the shoulder pads and shake him like, yeah, we just won the game. It was like, you may have just won the game. And everyone's just walking back to the huddle like a bunch of zombies. Like, do they do they even enjoy a big play in the fourth quarter? I think a lot of this team knows they're absolute frauds, and so you don't you're not as inclined to enjoy things. I, I think they know that they're not that good, and that it's just a, like they're not having fun. It's quite clear, and they're not that good. I, I, I mean, the defense tonight. What the hell happened there? Like Ben Roethlisberger, it, and if Pittsburgh had capitalized on, on this. In the first half, Pittsburgh wins the game. But just throw the ball up. Uh, Breland or Boyd, who's awful, or Dantzler will grab you. You'll get 40 yards, 30 yards. So so I think part of the thing about not enjoying it is they're not enjoying it. And I think part of that is for good reason. They're just not a good team. They're a joyless collection. Again, they're an unlikable group. Like, we need to just get our heads as much as you all might like the Vikings, and someday they'll be back and they'll be good again. But this is a joyless group of humans playing a sport 
that if you don't enjoy, you shouldn't play. <laughs> I love it. I love how you just like. I've never heard Judd despise a Vikings team as much More. as he despises a, this. This is. I'm back. I'm back where I was with the the Wild four <laughs> yeah. years back. Yeah, like exactly they, it is, like it's gross. It's gross to try and watch these guys go through the motions of a sport that's supposed to be filled with emotion. Yeah, it's also like even if they would have won the game in the convincing fashion, it looked like they were going to win the game. I think it was like the even and you were inside the stadium, but it kind of felt quiet and you know, oh, it I was. Think fans still feel the shock of that Lions loss. But that but if this even if this would have ended in a blowout, it would have been such a classic Vikings win, right? Where you lose to the Lions, you you lose the game that pretty much ends your season or eliminates all expectations. And then you come back and put up an amazing performance the week after that. Like, how many mm-hmm. times have we seen that in the yeah. Mike Zimmer, Kirk Cousins era where it's like, okay, now now everyone's just, like, out and the expectations are gone. And now you come back and throttle somebody at home. Right. And tonight did nothing to change my feeling about what needs to be done. I guess the end of the game or the second half um, increased my disgust. But, like, I didn't – at halftime, I wasn't – like, oh, you got to keep Zim now, and let's keep Rick Spiel. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, you are cooking with gas. I was like, this is just typical. This is just typical. Um, the building was, I would say, to start the game, pretty dead. And and there were a ton of, not surprisingly, Steelers fans here. Uh, but, yeah, the emotion in the building was definitely suppressed. I think there's a lot of fans who feel the way that we do and, and th- the way that the people who consume our shows do. And I think that the people that we're seeing on Twitter who lash out are a very small group of just t- people trying to suck up. Uh, but overall, I think the I think what we represent is represented by the majority of fans, which is this is just tired. Like, it's just it's just tired. It's old. All right. Who's next? Vikings vent line here. Yeah, let's go to Andre. Andre, what's up, man? You're on vent line. Where are you calling from? Hey guys, I'm calling from uh, Central Oregon out here. One of the one of the few Vikings fans out in Central Oregon. Um, man, that was that was a game. My girlfriend actually texted me in the middle of that game. She's like, "Wow, the Vikings are clobbering the Steelers." And I said, "Well, hold on, like let's not get a little carried away. They like things could happen." She's like, "There's no way." And I, clearly, she hasn't seen a lot of Vikings games this year. But man, I have a question for you guys. What's going on with Dantzler and Chris Boyd? Like, I mean, when Chris Boyd got that tackle and then he stares him down and they call the penalty, like, what's going on with that? There's no reason for him to be bragging on a penalty when he gets hardly any playing time in the first place. Why, what's he celebrating about? That he's on the field for this You guys would be excited, too, if it was, like, the third play you've ever made in the NFL, all right? <laughs> you, you would get up and taunt somebody, too. I suppose. No chance. And, no chance. I mean, I'm not. I'm not a Kirk stan. Um, I agree with you guys completely about Kirk Cousins this year. But I, I was relatively surprised about him not getting flustered after that first interception, and even kind of that second interception. He did. It was somewhat impressive and surprising that he kept throwing the ball, especially to KJ Osborne, and oh, Justin Jefferson, 15 targets. Thank. Goodness, can we get some more games where he has at least 15 targets a game? Yeah, amen, Andre. Amen. <laughs> also, like, and, and Justin, dro- he, he dropped, he dropped a, couple. a couple passes. You know, he had one jarred loose on uh, just, I mean, you know, when you go up and you're, and you're exposed and your ribs get, you know, yeah. take a shot, you know, not everyone's going to. I don't fault him. Thanks, Andre. 
The, yeah, um, thank you. Gary. Yeah, they, so the the uh, the tip ball that was picked was a really bad play. Like he's got to catch that ball. Um, I love the shot in in the first drive. I think of the game by the Vikings on the potential touchdown pass, and that ball was overthrown. But it was a perfect throw. Like it would have been a great catch. I don't fault uh, JJ there, but the ball because if the ball's underthrown, it might get picked. So like that pass could have been a little bit closer to the receiver, but it, that's a tough play. No fault there. Um, he should have got the ball, I think it was in the second quarter at the goal line. He could have caught that one. And then the ball w- where he fell, uh, w- which was a deep pass, I think, to the Vi- – or I'm sorry, to the Pittsburgh 22 was overthrown. But, yeah, I mean, I-, I think he was targeted 10 times in the first half, five times in the second half. But, yeah, I, I thought that the first half was a tutorial on – one, how the offense should operate. Because you know what? Jefferson's not perfect. He's just damn good. And it felt like it felt like the, the Vikings had, like, auctioned off a chance to call plays. And, like, a fan's like, oh, yeah, Dalvin should run some. Jefferson should catch a bunch. Yeah. Like, it felt like a – but the problem then, as the game went on, it's like, okay, you're going to have to adjust some now. And they kept telling Kirk, like, okay, throw it. I'm, the ball that Jefferson tipped for the pick was, like, at that point in time, really – are you doing you doing that right then and there? And and the other one I didn't get was the late pass to Osborne on third down that fell incomplete that stopped the clock with like two oh nine left. Um, it was third and eight, and but actually that's one of the few times I probably would have of run to just eat as much clock as possible uh, because I think Pittsburgh was out of timeouts by then. So, but yes, I thought the first half offensive play calling, thumbs up, Clint. And Janoko, thumbs up. Yeah, I mean, even Aikman on the broadcast, you get all these tidbits from the meetings they have with the the assistant coaches and the head coach. And and he said, yeah, you know, Mike Zimmer went to these offensive coaches and Kirk Cousins and said, just get the ball to Cook, Thielen, and Jefferson. It's it's pretty simple. And obviously Thielen wasn't playing today. But how that has to be something that gets emphasized and reminded. It's like, no, that should just like, that should be a prerequisite that, okay, we're going to get the ball to these three guys all the time. Or in this case, JJ. And and again, like Jefferson wasn't amazing today, but when you target him 15 times, he's still going to do damage. I think he drew a penalty at one point um, on a play down the field. So yeah, it's like on the, on the silver lining side, there is so much potential. The first half, you said it, Judd, the first half of this game, showed you exactly who this Vikings team can be on a more regular basis. An outburst like that to go up 29 to nothing. I'm not saying you're going to do it every single week, but like jumping out to a big lead on a team doesn't have to be an anomaly. That's the biggest lead the Vikings have had on an opponent in like four years. I mean, it's insane. They've only had um, up until today, they've only had one 20 point lead in a game in like the last 30 plus games or 35 games or something. So it's like like the Mike Zimmer, Kirk Cousins era Vikings do not take 29-point leads on teams, and yet every week in the NFL, somebody is beating someone 40-10. to 10. Like, you can blow teams out. You have permission to. They just haven't figured out how to do it for three straight hours. They do it in little chunks here and there, um, but, like, that second half was so ridiculous. I'm kind of laughing because I'm just, like, at peace with whatever happens at this point. Like, we know this team can't win a Super Bowl this year. Um, and we know there's going to be major changes. And so I was kind of like, I mean, if they're going to lose this game, whatever, Ventline's going to be fun. I don't really care either way. That's kind of where I'm at with this team right now. All right, should we get to our next one here? Yeah, let's let's go to let's go to a guy, Paulford. 
What's up, guys? How are you? What's man? going on, man? Hey, good, good. I uh, I have a question, and then I have a dud staple because we ain't heard from Randy in a while, and then I got a silver lining for us. So the first thing is the question: Is Randy from Cottage Grove okay? We didn't hear from this week. There was a lot of listeners very concerned. Yeah, Declan, what happened there? So he was on Mackie and Judd. <laughs> the executive producer thought that because the rant was so short, he wouldn't lead his headline with it. And judging by the comments, and I'm listening to my constituents and my direct superior, it appears that I made a mistake. I, I can at least acknowledge my mistakes. So Randy will be led in a YouTube headline tomorrow, and I promise everyone will see it. All my right. bad. Thank goodness. I, we were all concerned. There was a bunch of listeners. I commented on a on a, one of the videos this week, and I said, "Is Randy okay?" It's like, did he hit the yag machine a little too hard? Well, he he did hit the yag machine too hard. That didn't happen. Yes, <laughs> both those things are true. All right, let's get to the dud stable for Randy since we didn't hear one earlier. I know this should be a stud stable, but we're going to do a dud stable because the Vikings almost blew that. The first one goes out to Kirk Cousins and all of the hater, or I'm sorry, all the Kirk stands. Who are like, Kirk's not the problem. Look at his stats. He's better than Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. I mean, you name it. He's the best. He's better than Johnny Manziel. Like, okay, guys, we get it. Kirk completed three passes. Look, I can hold up one hand. Three. Three passes in the second half. That's a total dud. And he had two. Actually, he completed five passes because two of them were interceptions. Kirk, you're a dud. Randy, I got your back. The second one. Mike. Zimmer, that guy has got to go. Like, what is wrong with that guy? Like, twenty-nine to zero. He's like, hey, Falcons, how did uh, Falcons? How did you lose to the Patriots? Okay, yeah, I'll try that. We'll see if we can't lose this game. What a total dud, Mike Zimmer. Twenty-nine to zero. What are we gonna do? Run, run, punt. Run, run, punt. Run it up the middle. What are we gonna do? We're gonna punt. Like everybody and their brother knows exactly what you're gonna do. All Vikings fans could run be the defensive coordinator for opposing team if the Vikings have a lead. We'd be like, hey, just put eight in the box. Put eight in the box. They're coming up the middle on you. They're trying to run the clock out. Go back there and get them. And, and if you can get Kirk to melt down, well, by golly, Kirk will just melt down. That's K-U-R-T for you listeners. Kurt. Ask Everson Griffin. He'll help you out. And finally, Clint Kubiak, you dialed up an amazing first half. Amazing. You, I, It was untouchable. Delvin Cook, he said, I'm playing, Coach. I don't care what you say. I'm playing. I got a broke shoulder, hurt ankle, and I'm playing. And he almost puts up 200 yards in the first half. 173 yards and two touchdowns, I believe it was. Delvin Cook, you're not a dud. You're a stud. But Clint Kubiak, Ziggy Wilf needs to come down to you and Mike Zimmer. Declan, let's hear Vince McMahon. You're You're fired. No that's your, your dud stable. Now we got wow. a silver. We got a silver lining. Okay. You guys ever heard of that running back number thirty-three, Delvin Cook? That boy's He's... pretty. That boy's pretty good. Like he can run the ball when you give him a chance, and he hits. All, and I don't know if you guys saw in that first half or not, but the 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 lanes were so big. And Judd commented when we were he went live at halftime. I said Judd could have had a hundred yards rushing in that first half. You could have drove a Mack truck. The line was doing great. But then the second half, Ole Uh-Oh comes out, and he's got a hold. He can't block. He couldn't block a toddler out there in diapers in a stroller. Uh, what is that guy? Why are they prancing him out on the field still? And Brashad Breeland? Like, that dude, he, I don't know, he was coughing or had COVID or something like that. Chris Boyd was actually 
playing. He was fired up. Like, I got it. He got fired up, and he got a stupid penalty. But, like, my God, why are we marching for Shad Freeland back out on the field? Are you trying to lose the game, Mike? Like, he's like, well, how can I blow this game? Hey, Rashad, hey, come here. Hey, come here. We need you back out on the field. Like, what in tarnation are they doing? <laughs> oh, hey, is it, wait, is it, is it Oli Uh-Oh or is it Holdy Udo? No, it's Oli Uh-Oh because that guy okay. can't find his brain from his butthole. <laughs> him, and that... Rashad, him and Rashad Breland, Mike Zimmer, and Clint Kubiak are going to march down to see Vince McMahon at headquarters, and he's going to tell them, you're Kiss my ass! Like, my goodness. All Vikings <laughs> fans have got to see them go. Like, what is Wyatt Davis, Does he? did he, like, sleep with Mike Zimmer's girlfriend or what? Like, what is the deal? Like, he disappeared. He's in a milk carton somewhere, dude. dude. Yeah, he's... He, Nobody uh, quite knows where he is. Hey, and the, and the last silver lining is the Steelers center made Garrett Bradbury look like a pro bowler tonight. Pulford Skull, everybody. Simple. Great, stuff, right. dude. Great stuff. Love it. Unbelievable. The, the stable. Blended Goodbye. in with the stud stable in there. One of our favorites. Nice cheap shot. The producer. Skull. It was great. <laughs> yeah, you got a good cheap shot in it. It was very uh, uncalled for. You tried to, you tried to put it, Randy in Cottage Grove in a corner there. You tried to nobody you tried puts, to hide Randy in Cottage Grove. Nobody puts Randy in a corner. Got to trust Randy in Cottage Grove. Got to trust him. Judd, uh, Judd trusts Livia to make him look skinnier and to oh, skinnier. You know what? You know what? So um, I went to see my friends at Livia Weight Control Centers earlier today, and I came away with a victory in which I spent a week gearing up for it, and I didn't drop the ball. I didn't screw things up. In fact, I lost another pound plus down to 210, so down about 30 pounds now from nearly two. 40 to 210, and you can join me in what they are calling their season to believe, and I am giving you a reason to believe that you, like me, can lose the weight. Don't say you can't, and there's a great deal right now. Join today and save 50% off the program. Your first visit is free. It is a limited-time offer. Again, I said 50% off the program, 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com, Livia.com, 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, Join today and start doing what I've done, which is losing the weight down from a 38-inch waist gene to a 36, feeling better, looking better, I think, sort of, uh, looking sort of better. Livia.com. Someone just, I just saw something in the in the YouTube comment section. If you rearrange the letters of Oli Udo, it's O I hold you. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, by the way, if you're watching us on the Purple Daily YouTube channel right now, please click the subscribe button and the like button. We can spread the word about this show here. I mean, come on. Like, you guys are all, it's a, it should be a celebration. The Vikings just won. It's prime time, baby. They're oh, back in the playoff people. hunt. I don't blame what is wrong with you guys, man? This is the, this is when you got to play your best football, and the Vikings played their best football in the first half today. Go back, look at the film in the second half there. And uh, on to Chicago. I don't know why you're. I don't know why you're so grouchy. On to Chicago. I am with the fan base that is sick of this crap. <laughs> I am with you. I don't see a loss on the schedule personally. I don't know. <laughs> um. Oh yeah. No. No more losses. They're going to run the table right through the Super Bowl. All right. Who is next on Vikings Vent Line? Yeah. Let's go. Is it Luke? Luke, what's up? Man? Oh. Hey. What's up? Nice. Sorry. What's I was up, expecting Luke? it. I'm calling from? from Canada, Ontario. 
Okay. Ooh, yeah. Nice. So I'm uh, far away, kind of like Chase Claypool, but I hate that guy. Anyway, so I feel bad for everyone with like a disease, you know, like heart disease. Like I have kidney diseases. Every time I watch that, my kidneys start hurting and like i feel like Fluttering. i have to go outside and i have to like take a break and like i really am like don't do that like after all those games man that that stuff sucks anyway um my thoughts on dalvin cook played amazing and then i saw madison come in on third and one i was like great okay they'll split carry so cook doesn't get hurt but then they kept running cook directly up the middle and that just made me so mad because i just People didn't think Cook was going to play today. I'm glad he did because I got 34 points in fantasy. Nice. But, uh, yeah, um, another thought I had was defense. So it was obviously going into half. No one was comfortable with the lead. All fans were like, oh, great. All over my Twitter, it was like, yeah, they're going to blow this lead. And Yeah. Um, and then it's obviously that they got outcoached when they were playing amazing. It's not about – it's the same defense. They played amazing first half. They were blitzing, sacking the court, Ben Roethlisberger, intercepting the ball, like doing everything they could. And then no adjustments were made. Mike Tomlin went out there, made all the adjustments, made everything, and just made the Vikings look pathetic on defense. It made me so mad. And then I'm a big Kirk Cousins fan, but I can't even, I can't even talk about that game. Like, I, I'm, I scratch that from my memory. I mean, he's been, he's been, it's been rough the last few weeks. It has been been rough the last few weeks. I know that, I know that he put up 340 and two touchdowns and a passer rating last week, but the first half they scored six points as an offense. So I would be, I mean, we obviously, we are not the biggest Kirk supporters here on on Purple Daily and Ventline. So considering you are a self admitted Kirk Cousins stan, uh, yeah, give us your state of the Kirk address here. Um, I was watching that game. I'm like, oh, that's not on Kirk, like doing everything what everyone's doing. But uh, there's a few plays I'm like, okay, he's he's got to make those throws. I thought at the beginning of the game he was playing he was playing really good with the one beautiful ball to JJ. JJ usually makes those catches. I thought JJ had had some drops and didn't look himself like perfectly himself. But then again, he's put up like 140 yards the past three games. He's being he's the number one receiver today. No Adam Thielen. Teams are going into the games without Adam Thielen being like, okay, double cover JJ. And that's what they did the second half. They obviously were on JJ. Kurt can't look towards him all the time. KJ stepped up. But at the same time, you don't see D.D. Westbrook. Everyone was so pumped when D.D. Westbrook came in. And nothing, literally nothing. And Chris Hendern, I saw him catch one ball. And I was like, oh, nice, fourth fourth catch for fourth round pick that we just traded away. It pissed me off. I was so mad. And then I'm watching that game. Me and my dad are always like, are always watching the game. It's like a tradition together. And every time I'm like, Oh, I'll cheery and happy. Every play we're like hugging each other and looking away. And we're like, it started since the Blair Walsh missed field goal against Seattle. And we're just closing our eyes every time. And he's like, 47 and he takes it to heart every time it's just the saddest thing i just want to see them do well it's so frustrating i'm with everyone but you know luke great stuff dude appreciate you coming on i love i love the you know and you know it's a a safe zone for kirk stands you're if you're a cousins crusader you can come on the show you can you can you can speak from your own perspective it's fine oh yeah and i think i think a lot of them are at least somewhat realistic about 
where this team is at. Like, I think we're all, we're all joined right at the hip now of being sick of this, being sick of these um, close games, which by the way, are their fault. Like it's not bad luck now. They, they, you up by 29 tonight's game being close is your fault. But I mean, it's also on a defense that completely fell apart. What the hell was going on there? I mean, Ben Roethlisberger looked 74 years old for two quarters of football. And all of a sudden he looked like Ben Roethlisberger in his prime for the third and fourth quarters. He's throwing the ball up. I mean, Breland mugged, I think it was Chase Claypool on that one towards the end of the fourth quarter. He mugged him. He got, he drew a flag, which was a good flag. But Claypool also caught the ball. Like, how do you even catch that ball? It's just the whole thing. I I can't believe any Vikings fan is taking any solace from this tonight. I just can't. Have you have you seen? I mean, I know we saw 2010 Brett Favre, who was that's about as cooked as I've seen a veteran quarterback, just you know, unconscious on the frozen tundra of TCF Bank Stadium. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger. Maybe second to Brett Favre, 2010, looked in that first half as cooked as I've ever seen a veteran quarterback, and then he well, and then he comes to life in the second half. Where I'll defend Brett in 2010 was to Brett's dying day too. His arm will be good. Like Brett was cooked and mentally fried. Uh, Roethlisberger in the first half, at least the first half, was shot putting the football at times. Like he was literally trying to get oomph. He was like like that and it was like what are you doing like what's going on here i mean he looked fat and slow um that's what i'm saying is is i don't know how they made him look so bad for a, a half where they applied pressure and that's what you wanted in in the golf game and then in the second half it was just like yeah yeah it's not gonna work as well why why, yeah. why? so what's roethlisberger 30 is he 39 he's like 38 39, 39? no nope. yeah. 39 so this dude and, and by the way he's played for the same team his entire career He's had the same head coach for almost his entire career. Why does he still have to look at the plays on a wristband every time they throw? Like in the two-minute drill, he was running it and calling his own plays. But like when they're not in a two-minute drill, a 39-year-old dude who's played for the same franchise, for the same head coach, like same offensive system for over a decade, 15 years, and he like has to look at the – he's got like the plays on his wrist? Here's what you don't know. That was the Murray's menu. Yeah. <laughs> he, it's a menu. And he's like, Why don't you game, bring us some chorizo? I got to get <laughs> the silver butter knife steak. Uh, silver uh, butter knife steak. The, uh, some of those Hawaiian fajitas. Uh, 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 would be good. Yeah. Uh, you guys think, oh, he's looking at a play. Well, I mean, he shouldn't have to look at what he, when he goes to a different town, he's got to look at the menu of the best restaurants in that town. Where, where is That's he right what, now? Is he at Red Cow? Where's, where's, is Ben just no. sitting at Red at the Red Cow Bar with his shoulder pads on? Ben, right now? ben strikes me as a Manny or Murray's guy, yeah, right? He's, like, he's, like he's got to be going to. I got to think yeah. he's going steakhouse. Okay, mm-hmm. All right. mm, he's putting a porterhouse down, no problem right now, <laughs> with no fork and a knife. With no, yeah. fix it up. I yeah. said two baked potatoes with everything. Yeah, yeah. two. <laughs> Oh, man. Vikings Vent Line here presented by Surly Brewing Company. Uh, Mackie, Judd, our executive producer, Declan. I'm trying to stay away from this mic deck. So just, no, you I, actually, you've been great. Am I good? Okay. You've been great. All yeah, right. You've been great. I'm just trying not to make the, the levels <laughs> blow up here. Just kiss. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, good. yeah. All right. Who's next on the Vikings Vent Line? Let's go to Kyle. Kyle, what's up, man? You're on Vent Line. Where are you calling from? Hey, I'm in Denver, guys. Thanks for having me on. 
what's going on, man? What did you see? That were you? Uh, were you as? Do you think this is like a loss or like what? What, what does it feel like to you? I have a couple a couple comments if you don't mind. Um, first things, uh, it, it appears Demarius Thomas died tonight, so yeah. I just want to say, yeah, yeah, rest in peace to him. I had the pleasure of speaking speaking with him a few times. Seemed like yeah. a really good person. So what let's always remember years, that football is just a game, and old. and. Yeah. And it's always, always should never be taken too seriously. So as frustrated as we get with this team, it's, it's always just a game. But yeah. that's not what I'm calling. Yeah. Um, the second point I wanted to make is my buddy is 12-0 and in fantasy football, and he is starting Laquan Treadwell uh, this week. So, you know, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> it could all, the Vikings could always get hot and win it all. And then uh, my question for you guys is, I mean, why why are so many fans excited about this win? Like, what what has to happen for uh, Vikings fans to come together? Like, this doesn't seem like a win that that should you know be exciting. But so many people are excited. So, I mean, what has to happen to the Vikings franchise to to bring the fan base together? In your opinion, Thank well, you. who's excited though? Like on Twitter or where? Judd, you saw the stadium. You were there. Um, they were begrudgingly excited. Like, I think they were excited because they thought that they should be. Uh, but I, I didn't sense real atmosphere of upbeat. Like, like I think they were excited because they didn't blow the lead completely. But I don't think it was like a galvanized, oh, man, the Vikings won. I think a lot of pe- people were like, this is just confirmation. Um, fans aren't going to boo the win, but I didn't, I didn't feel the ordinary excitement. No, we have a mini bye week, and we have nine days off, and we have an easy game next Sunday or two Sundays from now, whatever. People Monday, are going to be excited. I oh, I, I don't think know about I, that. I feel like it, it, the crowd sounded, and I'm I'm just I'm down the street at the studio here, so I wasn't in the stadium, but just coming across the TV, the crowd sounded like it was still hungover from that Lions loss. So I, I think if they beat the Bears and get back to 500, then people are going to start. But Judd's not going to let them. Sports Dad's not going to let fans fall into the trap of being no. sucked into. Well, what if they can just sneak in and then maybe they can, you know, uh, the bar the bar is raised here higher than what the Vikings can. Like the Vikings can get to 10 wins only if they run the table here, and the bar that we've set for this franchise has to be above sneak into the playoffs and get smoked in the first round. And that's kind of like that's kind of the best case scenario for this team right now, right? Sneak into the playoffs and get smoked in the first round on the road, like by the Bucks or something. Last thing I say and I appreciate it, but I mean, I don't know that that'll get everyone on the same page. Like there's another radio station. I just don't know what it'll take to get the fan base, you know, vibing together. And I just wanted to know what you guys think that it would take to do that. Well, it would take oh, it's a good question, Kyle. Thank you for uh for jumping on here. So Here's the thing. I think you've got two factions of, of fans here. And if you want to call you know, one radio station versus others, you've got people that are just always going to just commit to cheering for the team no matter what. And, hey, they tried hard. They snuck into the playoffs and whatever. And, like, everything is. So either the, the fans that want an actual championship that are disappointed and pissed when they aren't playing up to their potential, either those fans have to come down and get rid of their expectations or the fans that are just kind of okay with, yeah, run it back with Zimmer again and Spielman again, and just kind of uh, sneak into the playoffs and get, you know, give the Packers the division again, like, or they have to raise their expectations. I think the only thing that would bring everyone together, well, two things, a dynamic offensive minded, great leader of a head coach, like a more of a modern head coach, 
that is the CEO of a 53-man roster, not just a defensive coordinator that pops his head into an offensive meeting once in a while and begrudgingly in year four starts meeting with the quarterback, and a more dynamic franchise quarterback. And again, this is a huge wish list because you can't just snap your fingers and be like, cool, Sean McVay and Patrick Mahomes, come on down. Like You need to find these things, and it might take you more than one offseason to find both of those things. But I think if everyone, if you had an offensive-minded, great leader of a head coach and a dynamic leader of a quarterback that's younger and can and can be the guy for 10 years, I think Vikings fans would very much be on the same page. But again, that's a huge, that, those are, those are two huge things to go out and get. Yeah. And 2021, that there is no way that the entire fan base is going to come together. It's just not going, I mean, there's always going to be fans who, I mean, fans cheered tonight and I feel bad for them because they paid for tickets. Like, like they're like, okay, at least we won, you know? I mean, I'm not going to begrudge that. I'm not going to begrudge fans. The only thing I don't like is this Pollyanna BS where people buy what they're sold by certain people in the market. Uh, But I I mean, much like politics, the 2021 Vikings are never, there's not going to be a consensus here. Uh, I feel like there is a large camp of people though, like us, I think tonight's win, if you were going to win this game, it's a very productive win in the sense that it still begs for change. Mm-hmm. So, like, everything is falling Judd right now. You lost to Detroit. That falls Judd. You had a 29-rip lead. You basically blew it. That falls Judd. So, like, nothing that's transpiring now is going to save people. Yeah, that's uh, – I mean, I'm I don't know. I'm assuming the Wolves were at that game and watching yeah, right. that transpire. They're right over there. Yeah. Right like, over there. Like they're watching that lead yeah. dwindle. Like you're probably not hugging each other and high-fiving. Um, I mean, maybe well, you are just in the moment when they win the game, but you're looking saying, okay, wow, how did – wow, national and TV, half- and you almost blew a 29-point lead. And at halftime, 29-0, I think you're probably saying, where has any of this been? Like, they're football fans. There's no way that, that they – four days ago they saw their team lose on the last second play in Detroit. First half, they apply pressure on the quarterback. Uh, their offense looks dynamic. The 29 nothing lead is as big of an indictment as anything because it's like, oh, hold on a second here. We don't expect to be up by 29 at the half all the time, but this proves that we can do something like that. So, yeah, everything is falling as it should, as frustrated as it is. All right, Dax, let's keep the train moving here on Vikings Vent Line. Yeah, let, let's go to uh, Trevor. Trevor, are you uh, behind some type of metallic-y Trevor, disco ball? Trevor is thing? the acid trip that is the Mike yeah. Zimmer. Kirk is Trevor like a of carpet there? That looks like carpet. No, I got just a shirt on. I don't know what you guys are going on about. <laughs> no, you're, uh, well, your, vi- yeah, your video feeds out, but we can hear you, so fire away, Trevor. All right, well, um, I guess it was just first off, I'm in Minnetonka. Um, um, my first football memory is just from 98 or I guess 2000 Dante Culpepper truck sticking cornerbacks and <laughs> yeah. just watching this pathetic oh, Vikings yeah. offense, just, I mean, first half was everything that we dreamed of. Right. But the second half of just watching what was a pretty pathetic attempt at what six points. What was that? <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, I guess, um, in a perfect world, you know, we'd have a we'd have a head coach where you come out of the half and you have a game plan to put up twenty nine more points. 
other than right now we're just sitting at a coach that just wants to sit back and sit on his laurels and let everything happen to him instead of taking the attack and attacking. Because, I mean, where was the pressure in the second half? Yeah. No, Trevor, some great points there, and I'll I'll add something too, and this kind of goes back to, you know, uh, the caller, quote-unquote, before about what brings Vikings fans together. This team lacks great leadership. I think there's leaders. I think Eric Hendricks, I think there's some leaders in the locker room that, you know, sprinkle through. I think Harrison Smith and Eric Kendricks and Thielen, those guys are leaders. But the pillars of the franchise are the general manager who's not in the room on a regular basis, right? He's he's creating the roster and, and he's dealing with contracts. But the people in the room that are the pillars are the head coach and the quarterback. Mike Zimmer is, and and maybe he was this for the first few years and it just wore off, but he is not a great leader of a locker room. I think he's been a great schemer defensively. I don't think he connects very well with players. I think you got agents throughout the season of Vikings players that are tweeting rants about the coaching staff. And so you've got players that are now bitching to their agents about the Vikings coaching staff. There's clearly a disconnect. Mike has not done a great job of connecting with players throughout his career, especially the last couple of years. And Kirk Cousins is an I just work here guy who can put up 4,000 yards passing and a bunch of touchdowns and a great touchdown to interception ratio. And he's the fifth highest passer rating ever. And that's great. But when push comes to shove, he is I just work here guy. I, I, no, I just run the plays that are called. You know, like he's not, Kirk Cousins isn't taking ownership of the franchise. He's not the one, like when Tom Brady gets up to a podium or Tom Brady is, you know, in and around practice, like that is Tom Brady's team. This is not Kirk Cousins' team. I don't think he's comfortable with it being Kirk Cousins' team. I think he's comfortable being told, here are the plays. You know, here's who you should throw to this week. Okay, you know. I think until they get better leaders in those two spots, and I'm not saying that those guys are train wrecks because those two guys together actually prevent your team from being a train wreck. Like, they're both good enough at their jobs to be train wreck proof. You're not going to go 3-14 and 14 with Mike Zimmer and Kirk Cousins in those two spots. But they're not good enough leaders to take you to a Super Bowl contender spot either. And that's the purgatory this franchise is stuck in right now. Yeah, and I think it's going backwards, too, because Mike has, again, lost his fastball. Defensively, he's just lost his fastball. Like, you can't be that bad in the second half and be good at what you do. Yeah. So, like, it's like the one thing that Mike brought that, that was uh, quantifiable is now gone. So, if he doesn't bring that, what uh, and, and his credibility shrinks then, right? Because, like, okay, Mike, you're a defensive guy, but in the second half, your defense collapsed. So, what do you bring exactly? Because you don't care about the quarterback that much. You don't care about offense that much. And so, I think that's where it's just clearly eroded. And and he doesn't bring – when he addresses that team, it used to be because I lead a kick-ass defense. Now what is it? I lead a kick-ass defense for two quarters of football? Like yeah. that's not that's not going to be respected. Dex, let's actually um, – let, let's hear from Mike Zimmer. He just got done speaking to the media. Does kind of feel like a microcosm of the entire season encapsulated in two halves? I don't know so much about the two halves. Um, you know, last week was kind of like this. You know, we didn't play good in the first half, and we played pretty good in the second half. It came down last play, and we lost. <clears throat> um, I don't know. I, you know, I'm trying to 
I keep trying to teach these guys how to finish. We talk about it all the time, being detailed about your job, being detailed. And I did, do think there was some, especially in the first half, guys were detailed about everything. They played with a lot of energy. Um, you know, I guess we haven't really been in a game where we've been up by so much. And, uh, you know, I was still trying to be aggressive with, with everything really that we were doing. And we didn't, uh, you know, we didn't execute as well. You know what struck me tonight as well that's really frustrating about this entire operation? How many times Mike has, like, lamented, well, we're in all these close games. I mean, my team's in all these close games. As if he has nothing to do with that. As if it's I try to players. teach these guys. Yeah. Hey, listen to me. I know what we're supposed to do. Dude, these guys keep Mike, screwing Michael, up. Michael, this is your team. You are in charge, Michael. Like, you can't – it's it's not like, well, I – I mean, to hear him – and this is another very Kirk thing, too. This is where they're similar. They somehow are, like, hands-off about things. It's like, no, Mike, your team is in – like, do you ever sit down, Mike, and think about, we're in a ton of close games. Too many for my comfort. What am I doing wrong? You know, what am I doing wrong? And look at this. Look at the close games, too. Look at all of the different shapes and forms they have taken. You know, it's not just one thing, right? It's not just every game is close. Like, if this team was a likable cardiac kids bunch, it might be fun. Hey, they win a bunch of close games. That's cool. Or they play a bunch of close games. But in every way, shape, or form, they're blowing games. Uh, Games that should be tight or shouldn't be tight are tight. And, And I just... I'm really frustrated by the how much he tries to distance himself from this entire operation. Yeah, Phil, you're exactly right. You know, I try and show them. I try. Well, you're not doing it. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's like watching him. He's such a he has a different demeanor too at these press conferences now than in previous years. Like he looks like he's out of answers. Because he is out of answers. I mean, they keep doing right. the same. And right. part of right. it is, yeah, like. Would the defense be better if Daniil Hunter, like in fairness to Zimmer, Daniil Hunter being out is a huge deal for this defense. But it's just, um, it's kind of the same old script but, in key moments. This defense just seems to wilt but he's time also and time the, again. But he's also the coach of the entire team. And it's always like this hands off. Well, I've tried to tell him they can't play all these, you know, like, like his number one job. Is Kirk to does lead. the same thing. Right, Kirk no, does the same thing. Exactly right. It's but, two I mean, dudes who love to deflect. They don't. They don't own and shoulder during the hard moments. And Zimmer's number one job, like the lead bullet point on on his sheet of what to do, is to lead people. Like I don't care what position. I don't care if you're the punter. But in, Mike's, but in and in his mind, he thinks the lead thing is to scheme defense and call defensive plays, which and is not. Then, and then right. lead people might be the third thing on that list and or the, further down. And the problem with your lead thing is he's lost his fastball in doing it. Mm-hmm. So, like, again, what would you say you do here? Yeah. All right, Vikings Vent Line continues on here on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. Let's go to uh, Jake. Jake, what's up, man? You're on Vent Line. Where are you calling from? Uh, St. Louis Park today, boys. Nice, man. How are we Judd doing? Zulgad territory, my, baby. My, my neck of the woods, my man. My Absolutely. neck of the woods. All right, so yes, there's nothing, nothing to be proud of tonight. I, I sat there just blank stare, dead, dead inside, nothing. Like that was horrible. Uh, I guess a little couple bright side things. I was proud of Dalvin Cook for playing in this game. He felt like he could play, and he played pretty well. Hit most of the holes. So I was happy with that, but it's basically the only player I really want to shout out right there. I do maybe a little shout out to Anthony Barr and half the defense for telling Chris Boyd to get off the field after that penalty. That was. 
that was, was nice to see. Um, and then back to back to Zimmer. I think he's just lost it with his ability to coach like the defensive backs. He's supposed to be good at. I think he's just telling them too many things, and they're just there's so many things going on in their minds that they have to do correctly for him, like for him that he, they're not making it simple enough and they're just making errors left and right. You look at the team. I think there's enough talent. I think there's talent on the defense. I think the corners are actually talented. I think it's just the voice that they're hearing now has become stale and it's just nothing is inspiring them to play well. They're just, they're doing all the wrong things like Breland on a couple of those plays. It's just, he's not even, he's just not even playing defense. He's just in his face, putting his hands on him. He's not trusting what he's been taught. He's not trusting what he's supposed to do. And I've seen him in the past play pretty well. I mean, we talked about the beginning of the year. He was what the 21st ranked corner by like pro football focus beginning of the year from last year or something like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, these guys are talented. That just something is just stale. Probably just everything coming from Zimmer and that it's just sad. Uh, that's pretty most of the points that I have to make. I have one last thing I'm going to say. I'm going to call out uh, Mackie a little bit here for his Vikings oh, yeah. positivity for just kind of jinxing <laughs> us with two missed kicks to start the day. I was just like, no, he's jinxed <laughs> us. That. Yeah, I told you, my, my, it was like 24 hours ago. My purple positivity exactly. was the Vikings have found a kicker. It's great. Greg Joseph comes out and just misses right away. Misses a field goal. That field goal was just like a duck hook. It was 53 yards, just a disaster. So, uh, all right, I'll own it. I'll own it. Maybe I was a little presumptuous in thinking the Vikings found their their five or ten year kicker. And That's you know what? Too, you know what, Jake, for calling me out with to have the 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 bravado to call me out. We're gonna make you the surly vent of the night here oh. on Purple <laughs> Daily. All right. No you, know, you, you, you know, listen. We are wide open to being wrong on the show, and uh, we love it when you guys call us out for being wrong. I was actually at the. I was at Surly earlier tonight. A little pregame action tonight. Uh, with some friends and our friends at, at Federated too were were there with us Shelby and uh, and her husband so uh, over thirty beers on draft from the flagship Ooh. Furious up to oh, experimental yeah. and vintage beers you're gonna get two appetizers for the table four entrees of your choice three beers per person a night on us and Surly at the Surly Beer Pick Hall Jake oh you want to come in I'll bring you pick me up oh we'll talk Vikings all night long it'll be great. Right yeah, Judd's gonna want Judd's no. gonna want to talk like '80s North Stars with you, yeah. so you know, just <laughs> be aware. Right? <laughs> uh, I love it. So, I wasn't uh, born then. I don't know about that. No. So Jake, Jake, send an email to uh, to Declan. Just send it to VikingsVentline at gmail.com and uh, he'll hook up with the with the details. Right? Correct, Thank Jake. Thank you, boys. We're not Thank man. you, Jake. All right, that's Jake. I can just see Judd talking '80s North Stars replacements, like oh, uh, hell yeah. Judd just, Jake's uh, like, I'm good. Try to think of like yeah, the Judd like, Mount. I gotta go. The I, Judd I, I Mount go. Rushmore talking points, like uh, yeah, '80s North Stars, the replacements, Surly. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. I'm missing one more. Maybe Stella. I don't know. Maybe one other thing. A little Husker Du, maybe. I could talk well, some Husker Du. I could talk go. some yeah. Soul Asylum. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Met Stadium, Met Center. A lot. Dex. There's a lot of parts. Now, I will say here, and I you know people are kind of catching on to us, just sort of an inside baseball thing here on Purple Daily. So Ooh. people are are saying that Pulford Skoll deserved the vent of the night because his mm. call was excellent. Was. But here's but here's the thing. So Surly Bruhall is based in the Twin Cities. Like Pulford lives in Tennessee. Now, Pulford, right. if we're happy for you, and, and, and maybe we'll give it to Pulford as an excuse to get your butt up here so we can all go to Surly together. And throw a couple beers back, but you know we try to be realistic. You know, if if you live fifteen hours away, yeah, 
Yeah, we're probably. Yeah, it's. I don't you know. Get your guy you guys tell us. Yeah. Iowa last week, right, Phil? Yeah. I, I yeah, thought there, there was the a guy in like. Four hours. Yeah, so that's fine. Yeah. But I mean, yes, it, we want it to be used because it's such a good deal. You get three free beers a piece, right? Yeah. Yeah. I see someone here, uh, Andy, in the Facebook comments, and Mackie just about called this game. He said they'd win by 10, right? I am so pissed. What This is like one of the worst beats in Write That Down history. I said the Vikings would win this wow. game by 10 points or more. They had a 29-point lead in the second half, right? Yep. Come on. But it was like one of the most prolific That's write right. that down episodes. That like we're gonna have multiple touchdowns come off the board. I, oh, you had great. one, I had one, listeners had one. Judd was looking. I ahead. had two. I had two um, actually. I was I, I had no. I had no interest in this game. Yeah. No, this game didn't <laughs> intrigue me one bit. I just want. I tried to look. I got through it personally and professionally mm-hmm. tonight. Mm-hmm. I have no interest beyond Friday show in reliving this game. It's just another step in a long step to get the necessary January tenth. Changes. January tenth is the key date here. Okay, that's is that the date. is that the date? Is that the Mon- that's Black the Monday? Date. That's the Monday after the season. Do you think that? So Dan Patrick, I'm, and I didn't hear this. I a couple people on Twitter said Dan Patrick said, and I couldn't tell if it was sourced or what, but on his radio show today, that if the Vikings would have lost tonight, he said this before the game, before they had a twenty nine point lead, but if they would have lost, that Mike Zimmer's job. There were a lot of people talking like that. I, I never heard it sourced. I, I never heard it, like, officially sourced. Mm. Dude, if I, they, if, I heard a lot of speculation. They would have blown if they a 29-point blo- lead. Yeah. He would have been gone. Yeah. If they would have lost that game after taking that lead. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, I, I don't want them. I'm glad that they won like they did be, because I want the firing to come, but I don't want it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. There's no sense in, making, in, in like, trying to make the playoffs. It, it, it's a waste of their time. And they're still, I mean, this game they're, they're definitely alive. puts them right back yeah. in that There's mix. There's seven teams now, Phil. There's 14 they, teams total. They would yes. have been better off actually flip-flopping these last two. They would have been better off for, for like, conference record Detroit. tiebreaker purposes. Right. Yes. Yeah, beating Detroit, losing to the Steelers. So this is all working out, as the guy upstairs intended. I'm very happy with it. <laughs> all right, who's next, Dex? Let's go to uh, Eric. Eric, what's up, brother? You're on Vikings event line. How are you? Hey guys, thanks for being the uh, best station in the Twin Cities. I look at that. Um, Dude, I just want to say, first of all, you Checks know, let's be nice to Mike Zimmer's family, okay? Because it isn't. Don't attack them. Yeah, what's up with that? Are people attacking Mike Zimmer's? Yes. Family? Yeah, there's been yeah. Some weird yeah. things. Yeah, it yeah. happened this week. Like somebody threatened his his daughter and yeah. and her kid or something. That's terrible. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's that's garbage. It is garbage. And I will say this for Mike Zimmer, as a Viking fan, we should recognize the good with the bad. And Mike Zimmer, when he first took over, did turn this defense over. Mm-hmm. He really did. His time is running out, mm-hmm. and so we shouldn't deny that. But. We should be nuanced and we should be open-minded enough to know that when he took over, he did good too. Mm-hmm. So all I'm saying is just chill out on Mike Zimmer. I, I don't, I don't want to see him coach next year, but let's just look at him in the pantheon of Vikings yeah. history and say, yeah, he man. was a good coach. I mean, I agree. he was, Dennis Green, name name one coach who's won a Super Bowl with the Vikings. None of them have. 
So Mike Zimmer sits in the pantheon of Dennis Green, uh, Bud Grant. He sits in that pantheon. He really is, is, is Mike Zimmer, not that this is a high bar, but is, is Mike Zimmer one of the three best coaches in Vikings history? Yes. Yeah. Judd, Judd has more context because he's old. But yeah, I think so. I mean, Bud one, Denny, Bud one, Denny two, Mike three, Burnsy four. Burnsy, is he Bud Burnsy? Might be a good question for Pat tomorrow. Chili, well, chili somewhere in there. Chili somewhere in there. Be behind, I think Chili's behind. Is Chili on the Mount Rushmore? No, because you know what? You know what? <laughs> chili is his little hair. Chili is Chili gets more credit actually personnel wise for like going to get Favre. Like as far as a coach, he wasn't that good. I think personnel wise, that that's what that's what we've always been told. Which is Chili as a personnel guy was actually you know in retrospect good. My question would be between Burnsy and Zim, but I think Zimmer probably wins out. Well, guys, I, I will Harris. say this though: I think the downfall of Zimmer, the whole Zimmer. Cousins and Spielman dynamic is I don't think Zimmer ever wanted Cousins, right? No. Right. And, you know, when you are talking about an offensive line and you say we want a zone-blocking offensive line, what does a zone-blocking offensive line mean to you? That means the running game. That means a mobile quarterback. If I have... $84 $84 million invested into Kirk Cousins. I want fat guys there. I want a fat guy at center. I want a Love fat guy at right guard. Love I want a guys. fat guy at left guard. I yeah. want guys that are protecting yeah. that middle, keeping the pocket clean so that a guy like Cousins can complete those passes. The, 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 the dynamic of all of those guys never meshed, right? Because Zimmer wanted a guy whose cap would be 20 touchdowns a year. Hand the ball off, run the ball, wear the leather helmets, you know. (laughs) Just just be a basic, basic (laughs) offense. You bring... All right, I think think we're losing Eric there, but good stuff, man. But he brings up up an excellent point. Like, I I turn 29 next week. And I remember Dennis Green. I wasn't old enough to probably appreciate or really understand the body of work that he accomplished, at least without looking at it from a historical view. But if, if you're someone like me who's between all right, 24 and 28 years old, and you've only seen Tice, Childress, Frazier, Zimmer. Mm-hmm. And I know those other three, it's almost by default, but Zimmer is, I think, number three on the list, just historical Vikings figureheads. He's, he's, one of the, he's two or three. Behind Bud Grant. We also, but we do this thing too with, not as much with coaches, but especially with Vikings quarterbacks where, you know, why why are you banging on Kirk Cousins? He's the second best quarterback in Vikings history. And it's like, well, first of all, that's debatable. 2009 Brett Favre is the second best quarterback in Vikings history. But, well, Mike Zimmer is the second best, third best coach in Vikings history. It's like, okay, well. That's not the bar. The bar isn't – like, this is a franchise that's never won a Super Bowl. So your your bar shouldn't be to compare to the other coaches that have fallen short of winning a Super Bowl. It's right. how does a Mike Zimmer compare to his peers in the league at the time that you're evaluating, right? Well, yeah, and Mike without Kirk was a better coach. 
Like, like Mike without Kirk was a far more functional coach. And, and this is, again, gets back to what we talked about a couple of days ago. This is why his firing doesn't need to be this, you're fired, get out. It, it's simply your time has run out here. Like, it happens. Thank and, you so much. Yeah. yeah it, was, it, was a, it, was winning fo- it was winning football record-wise. Yes, yes. Um, I do think that Green is the second best coach, though. So I think Z- Zim is third or fourth. I would personally probably say third. Um, but Dennis Green made the playoffs almost every year. He was an offensive guy, um, did some good things there. So I would say Green gets my vote as the, the second best. And the quarterback thing, though, is so tough because beyond Harkington, too, there's been no stability here. Like Kirk has been the most stability in a long time, but has he done things that are great? No, I, I judge coaches differently. I mean, the threshold for a quarterback, the bar is really high and it should be really high. So, but yeah, I, I mean, Mike is nothing about the parting of ways with like Mike or Rick. It needs to be malicious. And, and yes, for anyone to get on Twitter or I don't know where and like go after Kirk's kid and and grandkid is beyond ridiculous. Yeah. Like absolutely ridiculous. This is about sports. This is about this is about sports. This isn't about ever getting into a person's personal life. And that's just disgusting. Yeah. All right, Dex, who we got next here on Vikings Event Line? Let's go to Rick in Illinois. Rick, what's up, brother? Hey guys, how's it going? Can you hear me? Yep, yeah, man, we got, we got you. Perfect. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. Love coming on the show. Uh, I got a couple points here that I wanted to talk about and then uh, kind of lead into a Vikings fan story, if you guys didn't mind. Let's do it. So um, we all kind of know the overarching, you know, narrative of this team and what needs to happen. Um, So I just kind of wanted to talk about a few things from this game, which I find funny because we all feel very somber and kind of just defeated after a victory, which is sad. That's what this fan base has come to at this point. Um, you know, we were talking about the lack of leadership. You know, I'm actually happy that I wasn't put on here until after you played the Zimmer clip because, you know, him saying this, what he said there just proves it. You know, Kirk was out there ice cold in the second half after looking really good, actually, in the first half for the most part. Um, you know, we're up 29 and we all feel uncomfortable about it. That's just, it's unfortunate that it's gotten <laughs> to that point. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm basically Declan's age, so, you know, kind of the same thing. It's been the same thing our whole life where we've never had that one team where we can just be like, all right, up 29, this game's over. We can sit back and relax, you know. Uh, That leads me to, like, my next point, basically. So I live in Champaign, Illinois. There's Mm. basically no Vikings fans here. Like, I have one friend who's a Vikings fan, and all my other friends, friends or you know fans of other teams my two best friends are Colts and Rams so they watch all the games with me and unfortunately right now I'm actually on quarantine because I have COVID <laughs> so I, I watched the game by myself tonight and I texted them at the end of the game and I kind of feel I should say to any other Vikings fan out there that doesn't live in Minnesota in the same situation as me where your friend's watch the Vikings just because they're your friend, you should text them and apologize because <laughs> that's what I did. You know, I got to the point at the, it was whenever they were down by eight and I texted my two of my, my two best friends. And I said, I'm sorry that you guys watched this team because of me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry know, for emo- just like bringing my emotional pain and conflict to you guys too. It's just what exactly. a terrible you friend know, I am. 
<laughs> and you know, because because of it, you know, us as Vikings fans, we do crazy things, you know, because of our fandom and we're just so used to the pain, we're almost gluttons for punishment, which leads me to my story. Um I've had, I've heard the one uh fan who came on a few weeks ago and write that down who was telling you that his girlfriend lives in Philadelphia and you guys have asked him if he went to a game out there. Uh well, my sister does live in Philadelphia and uh, back in 2018, she called me and said, hey, I've got tickets to the Bears-Eagles game. If you drive out here, I'll give you a ticket and you can go to the game. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, of course. And uh, me being the proud, you know, Vikings fan I am, I wore my Cook jersey in there and everything. And uh, i tell you, it was a terrible experience. Oh. <laughs> you know. But uh, it's one of those things, you know, us as uh, as fans, you know, these are the things we, we go through with this team. So <laughs> so what were they like? What were they? Were they mocking you for the NFC championship game a few years ago? Or oh, what, yeah. What? As okay. soon as I got out of the car, the first thing I heard was 38 to 7, like right in my face. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as we were walking to the stadium, people were driving down the road, like leaning out their windows, screaming at me like, oh, you know leap the Vikings and you know, Oh, you're, you're scum. Like just saying the worst things you can imagine. I had a guy walk up to me and he got like right in my face. And he said, this is so disrespectful. He's like, what are you doing here? And I said, I'm just watching the game, man. I was like, if anything, I'm rooting for your team, considering you're playing a team in my division. And uh, he's like, but what are you watching? I was like the game. <laughs> And uh, Dude, he those was like, fans, I'm not those... going to hurt you, but someone will before you leave today. <laughs> okay, guy. Th- those yeah. are the those are the dumbest fans in America. Philadelphia oh. sports fans are the dumbest fans in America. If you want, by the way, on the uh, Mackie and Judd YouTube channel and podcast feed, there's an hour long episode. It's in the vault section. Uh, it's it's from that week. Now Judd and I also got it thrown back in our faces, but we just like fought with Philadelphia sports radio hosts and fans for the entire week leading up to that. If you want to hear just how ridiculous those fans are and how dumb they are, definitely check that out. <laughs> it's it's horrible. I, I firmly believe that they got that Super Bowl at the Vikings' expense, really, considering they won it in our house, you know, the following two weeks. Uh, they paid a price for it, though, because we've beaten them every time since we've played them since. And also, they've just... Can't hang the banner for those though. I would take the grace, I would man. take the one win to play back here than I I would beating them since. It, that's like the story of this team, right? The Vikings. Okay, the year after they lost to the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, they beat the Chiefs. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. It's, Ninety-nine. It's, they beat the Falcons to start the season in Atlanta. Okay, but you lost the ninety-eight champs. So it's like, yeah, the so it's Vikings. full circle. It's full circle, right back yeah. to the point of where we started this out of. It's sad that we've gotten to that point, you know, and that's all, you know, my best friend, Abby, she's a Rams fan. My best friend, Neil, is a Colts fan, and they're always, well, Rick, where's your Lombardi? (laughs) Oh, for sure. Rick, dude, thanks for coming on. You're down there in enemy territory just outside uh, Chicago. Thanks for coming on. It's a good story. Let's keep it rolling here, Declan. Who's next on Ventline? Let's go go to Danny in Colorado with your uh, wild jersey. The one team that actually can figure out a win in this state. Danny, what's going on? Well, the, Vikings, wait, the, Vikings well, the Vikings won. won. The Vikings won the game tonight. Oh, sorry. I sorry. know, but come on, guys. I'm sitting here and it's like, you know, we're up by 15. It's 29-14. And, like, we throw the pick. And I know it was off the defender. And I'm like, okay, I'm done. My buddy's back there. And uh, he's over there in Elk Mountain, Wisconsin. He's in enemy territory. And I'm like, you know what? I'm done. 
I'm done. The wild started. It's 8.30 here. I'm ready for some wild hockey. And I'm watching it here as I'm listening to you guys. And I'm like, here's a team. They're up 3 nothing at the end of the second period. And guess mm-hmm. what they do? <laughs> they go down. It's 3-2. And what do they do? Empty net. And what do they do? Caprizel, number 97. That's my jersey, number 97. You can't see it's on the back. And what do they do? They score another goal. And it's now 5-2, 10 seconds left. That's what a championship team does. That's what they do. They let them get a little bit in, and they say, you know what? We're not going to let you come back. We're not going to choke. We're confident, and we are confident. And here I am watching, and they're hugging each other, and they've just won 5-2. to And I said, you know what? That's where my emotional energy goes. And like I've told you before, I'm the same age as Judd Zulkett. I was born in 1970, and I'm like, you know what? This is a championship team. And I know when they get crazy and they get all squirrely over there as a Viking team, I'm like, you know what? That's not what this team does with the yeah, Wild. That bear club, there you go. There it is right there. <sighs> and that's what a championship team looks like. So when you're under pressure, you pound it and you pound it and you pound it. And there's a confidence they have. And they're like, we're just going to add more goals. We're going to finish this out. And when they were only up by 29-14, I think like uh oh here we go again and then you got this guy Boyd and he's taunting a guy and I'm like now we get another first down we give up and I'm like they don't have it they don't have a killer instinct this year the defense does not so I just really wanted to get on tonight to say that's what I did I'm like you may go to bed it's 10 30 you got to get up in the morning but I'm gonna watch the wild because I know how they usually end not like this team who just barely squeaked it out barely and I don't feel like a victory I don't walk away from tonight like, oh, my God, we won, you know, 36 or whatever. It's like, no, that was that was sad. That just was sad on national TV. You almost left them back. So I just want to share that. Thanks, guys. Amen, Danny. Danny. Amen, Danny. Get that, we'll get waving, that claw. Danny. Get that That's claw. Right. We'll be waving the flag tomorrow. We'll be, we'll be raised waving in the, the damn flag. Skates. Yeah, look yeah. at that. Yeah, yeah you stretch. get that. You know what that is? That's a I W. Can, I can just scratch these whiskers off my face. I got to do tonight. Means so I can all. Do it. Yeah, that's that's crack, winning yeah. right there. That's the yeah. that's the feeling that's of right. winning. You can't see me. My time is now. Try John Cena. Bum, bah, bah, bah. Back to back right. empty net goals. Yeah. That's how you close. That's how you yeah, finish that's how you closers. an opponent. Vikings. Closer. Mm-hmm. All right. Vikings vent line continues on here. Let's go to Ryan. Ryan, what's up, man? You're on Vikings vent line. How are you? What's up, boys? Can you hear me? What's yep, going on, you. dude? Yeah. Okay. First off, before I get into what I wanted to say, it has been a long time since I've been on vent line. Last time I was on, Mackie, you called me Gardner Mitchell's cousin. Uh, with my flowing locks that unfortunately are gone. Oh. A little sad. Dude, your guy Gardner Minshew, man, like that celebration with his dad in that the parking awesome. lot after yeah. that game last that weekend. Is a I mean, right there. That is that is a leader right there. Yes. Uh so um I'm not gonna talk about the Vikings because everything has already been said at this point. But as a football fan Nothing made me more furious about that game than seeing Chase Claypool celebrate getting a first down <laughs> yeah, dude. inside two minutes with no timeouts. Yeah. I, nothing made me more upset than watching that. Mm-hmm. I physically got angry and had to get up off of my couch because I was so angry at that. And I was rooting yep. for the Steelers to lose. That's one of the dumbest things you're going to see on a football field this season, right? 
you yes. know, he caught, you know, I, you know, even if he cost them five or six seconds, you know, getting that ball back to the, to, to the center position. And, and it might give you a little clue into Mike Tomlin's frustration with Chase Claypool saying, I think we need to play more music at practice. I think that would really help us quite a bit. And Mike Tomlin's like, how about Chase Claypool shuts up and just focuses on running routes as a wide receiver? Yeah, Amen. like I, just an absolute child. Like it, it makes no like as a former wide receiver back in high school, the thought of even celebrating in that whole drive just it should never have even crossed his mind that he it, that he did it. It made no sense to me. So, so here's his quote too for explaining that celebration. He said, "Quote: I got tackled near the hash and did my little finger down point and went to hand the ball to the ref." He just got there, and then the ball got knocked out of my hands. That's what cost us time, but I definitely do have to be better. Okay, guy. And by the way, Ryan, thank you, man. We're you get a little like weird yeah. feedback or something from, but yeah, a little the microphone little, there. But definitely, uh, we need we need Gardner Minshew's cousin back on the show here sometime yeah. soon. I I love. Stuff. Can we do that celebration tomorrow? Can I just can I just like give you a nice punch like right in the chest like he did to, to his old man? No, I'm too old for that crap. Okay. All right. Just and I think the Minshews are different, dude. Okay. Yeah. I'm just going to tell you right now. I think yeah. they're different than us. Yeah. Those guys are operating on a different level. Yeah, they sure. are, which is good for them. I'm I'm happy for them. You might stop Judd's heart if you attempt to do that to him. Yeah. Or mine. So one of the two. So yeah. One yeah. One of us could, could get one hurt. And nobody wants to get hurt. hurt. Right. I'm thin now. I'm petite. So yeah. just yeah, leave me just alone. Like me. You and your, we're on the same jeans here in a second. Uh, let's go. Uh, is it Kurte? Kurt? What do we got here? I can't. It's Kurte, man. Kurt Long time no talk, guys. What's going on, Kurte? Well, um, when the game started, I looked like Declan. And now I look like Mackie and Judd. Yeah, yeah, you got a, you got the good gray going too, just like I do. Yeah, I did a little trim today. Maybe, maybe you might want to think about the same. I got to go to the barber. I, I've done a, I've done a trim with, uh, you know, tried to take the scissors to it. Doesn't work so the well. Scissors? No, you, you know, you yeah, get the, the electric you know, trimmer, you know, Judd. Yeah, get, yeah, get it like. I don't have one like, of those. Judd, what? get the electric trimmer. I go to the barber. Very he wants easy. Five bucks. He shaves it. Very nice. Shaves it up it's, for me. It's great. Okay. All right. It's great. Target. At any rate, um, God, it's been like since 2018 since we've talked, probably. Where you been? Um, I used to be a very regular caller to your 1500 show, as you may recall. Um, but I wanted to bring some positivity. I'm so sick and tired of hearing negativity. I mean, my God, we won the bleeping game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were up by 29. Yeah, it happens. Those other guys get paid too. Let's – they played the game. They won the, the, the game. Hang Can the banner, we just baby. enjoy it and just say we won? And we're if we win the next four, we're in the playoffs, man. Are you kidding me? Terrible team is in the playoffs. Wait a second. You just exposed yourself as being a complete fraud when, <laughs> yeah. when you dropped the S-bomb on this team. Just a minute. You're you know they're a crappy the rest team. Of us. Yeah, just I was trying to bring a new take, Judd. You know, you know, you like a new take. I know, take, but then you can't you? call them a bleeping bad team. You 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 got to like live up to the to the rant of how can Mackie and Judd and Declan be so negative when you've got this Super Bowl contending team with all this talent? You don't appreciate Zim and Spielman. You can't call them crappy. Okay, well, there's that. Flag. By the way, I love, I, hold on, I love how. 
So I love how Kurte comes on. He's like, no, we're going to take something that's a negative and spin it into a positive. And I can hear the Bally Sports North music in the background. On Wild Live, how many other teams won a Stanley Cup in the month of December? Hey, there's one team we can root for. So maybe you should have a wild wine line. Ah, hey, wait till the playoffs, Curte. Curte, welcome yeah. back. Thanks for coming on, dude. We appreciate it. Curte making his long-awaited return to Vikings. Uh, while I was grabbing that towel, was there a, a special word that was said that I need to be aware of? Yeah, he, he dropped an S word as soon as you got up. Thank you. To grab the towel. Just wanted to. Uh, and, then he, and then it exposed him completely because <laughs> the, his whole rant was supposed to be positive. And they called him a bleeping team. 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 Uh, All right. Who is next? Vikings vent line. Let's go to the other Ryan. Ryan, what's up, man? You got us okay? There he is. Hey, how's it going, guys? Oh, you got the jersey, dude. You got the jersey from tonight. Very good. Oh, yeah. I got the Adam Thielen going. We got the uh, the old school or the uh, jerseys for tonight. Yeah. So color rush. I was just wondering, what do you guys think about uh, Brian Dable? I mean, uh, I love how he. Uh, uh, I think he's got a great look, personally. I think he's a handsome man it's myself. Man, great head. He's got a great, great. So, scalp. yeah, I mean, what do you guys think about head coach for him in the future? I mean, I know where I'm kind of going over myself here with uh, Mike Zimmer firing, but, you know, I think uh, he's my guy. So uh, I just want to know what you guys think. Judd? Uh, he would be among the people I would definitely talk to. Um, we, we talked about this a couple of days ago. This is sort of a tough hire in the sense that you're trying to take a lot of people who are like OCs and judge if they're going to be good head coaches, which is a difficult decision. But, I mean, they've done a lot of good things in Buffalo. I would like to know how much he has to do with the development of, of their quarterback because I swear three years back, Josh Allen was not accurate and, and like did a lot of things that I think are – ordinarily things that don't go away like if you can't hit the broad side of a barn in your second year mm-hmm. I, I don't think that a lot of guys like fix that but right. he seems to have so i would like to know exactly what the roles are in buffalo with the coaches as far as his development because he's turned himself and they've helped turn him into a really nice qb Absolutely. Um, and if he's got that if he's got that touch i wouldn't dismiss that that'd right. be important to me Right, right, right. So yeah, no, I agree, definitely. Good stuff, Ryan. Yeah, we so Ryan. yeah we uh, we also on Mackie and Judd earlier in the week. I think it might have been Monday or Tuesday. We did go through a list of six offensive-minded head coach candidates that might be a fit for the Vikings, and we ranked them on a one to ten scale of how interested we are. And um, I believe I believe Kellen Moore and um, Byron, Byron, Byron Leftwich were the the two that we. And really I'm nice. I'm kind of a Doug Peterson stand just because he's been there and he's won a Super Bowl before, even though it was a fiery disaster at the end of his Philly run. Yeah. So Sh- I'd throw him shameless in there too. plug too, if because uh, I know Phil looks like Brian Dable now. Go to my Twitter page right now and look at the before and after what Phil looked like before this game versus what Phil looked like after this oh, is that the young, game. Is that the young? <laughs> yeah, that, a little young Mac and Jack that, that surfaced, that that surfaced a from a company email today. Uh, there's a little side by side of what on. Phil looked like at 29 nothing and what it looked like by the start of Line. So yeah, Vikings Phil was little, full uh, of hope back then, Declan. Vikings will add about 27 years to your life. Phil was full of hope. Thought things were good. Yeah. That picture was taken, by the way, at uh, Canterbury Park, fresh off a big poker win, I think, if I recall right. There you go. That's right. 
Look at the nice. old poker days. All right, Vikings vent line. Little little therapy session after a win here, apparently, is what this has been. Matt, what's up, man? You're on Ventline. How are you? Hey, good night, guys. Uh, I'm out in Maryland, so enjoying it out here. Um, right. I had oh, I think uh, here, I'm going to throw Matt back in the – Matt, your microphone kind of cut out on us there. Breaking so up. we'll come back to you in a second. We'll come back just in a second. Let's go, to, let's go to the postman, though, in the meantime. Postman, what's up, dude? You're on Ventline. Hey, how you guys doing? Good, dude. What's up, how are postman? <laughs> well, thanks for burning the midnight oil, and definitely thanks for Declan for letting me on here. That's definitely awesome. Uh, first of all, I just want to talk about the offensive line. Uh, first of all, in terms of left tackle, um, it's probably easiest if we would just move somebody from a different position, a la Ezra Cleveland, Ryan O'Neal. If somebody's worth being a starting tackle in the NFL, even for a game or two, you're not going to find that guy on the bench, and you're not going to be able to pay him enough money to be on the bench. I think, though, the problem is, though, like if, if you keep shuffling all those offensive line deck chairs, because like Ezra even had like a, a decent game tonight, I mean, but I know what you mean where they really are afraid to address offensive line in free agency, too. Like it'd be like Alex Boone, and they gave big money to Mike Remmers and Riley Reef, but. The last few years, they've just been terrified to give big money to offensive linemen when Joe Thune was sitting out yeah, there. What's dumb about that, though, is Riley Reef worked out. Yes. Like, they, they spent big money on Riley Reef, and he was very good. So, I don't know why. I, th- I think it was, I don't know if it was as much about them hesitating to spend on offensive line this year as much as it was Mike Zimmer really, 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 really wanted to sign a bunch of defensive players. But at this point, Clearly, they're incapable of just developing five really good offensive linemen on their own. So if you can't develop pitching in baseball, go sign pitching. Go trade for pitching. You know, quit quit doing the same thing over the last six or seven years. Oh. And they've got Derisaw at that position. He He's hurt now. I just don't get why you would – the thing that makes no sense is why you would juggle three-fifths of the line now. Like, just – plug in Rashad Hill who started the first five games that that's what makes no sense here is trying to move your guard to tackle and then you move your center to guard and then you take a guy who you benched and and rightfully so and move him back in that's what like that's why you have backups who can you know play for instance in this case eight quarters of football for you so that's where I I'm confused as to why you would take a struggling right guard and I know he's a tackle by trade but have him play left tackle I would have preferred Rashad Hill just come back off the bench. It's not perfect, but it's a better idea than juggling the entire line. Yeah, the other thing is center and right guard. Mason Cole obviously proved he can pass block at center, which Bradbury can't. But the one thing Bradbury can do is he can run block and reach block. So it would make more sense to put him at right guard. Put Bradbury at right guard, Mason Cole at center. And then with Bradbury at right guard, he's most often facing a free technique. So then he can just reach block, which is what he does best all game long for the run game. So I don't quite understand why Mason Cole and Bradbury switched the way they did. Some of the great mysteries of life, my man. Some mm-hmm. of the great mysteries of life. You are, yeah, I, you're preaching to the choir here. Yeah, it I makes no know. sense. Like your center, if, 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 if Mason Cole and Kirk Cousins had a good vibe for three or four weeks, why you would break that up is bizarre and, to me, malpractice. But, Postman, thanks for coming on, dude. Some good offensive line questions there. See you, Postman. Appreciate it.
And, uh, yeah, I think we should let Judd get on here from U.S. Bank Stadium because we got to get up early, boys, and recap this thing oh, yeah. on an even gotta, deeper level. Yeah. So got to yeah. go. We got to go. I had an entire column written by the end of the third quarter <laughs> about how the Vikings kicked ass, and I was going to hit publish on that sucker. I was going to be Dude. done, and now I've got to go home and rewrite the entire thing because it no longer holds up because they almost lost. Oh, or at least, uh, I, I, in you fairness, go on, it was almost tied. You should go on Twitter and complain about how late you had to work at a sporting event tonight. I think that would I think that would be a big thing. Yeah, and then complain about your your trip, like some sort of uh, like flying issue. I can tell you some flight stories if you'd like. Right, right. If because the Star Tribune. If like I can't imagine if you got bumped out of first class to like Delta Comfort. Like I couldn't imagine how difficult that would be. You know, or like if you got downgraded from a bed to a clean bed. I'm not going to fall for this. I'm not going to fall. I'm not going to fall for what you're doing right now. (laughs) These people are great friends of, of mine. They've got a lot of Marriott points. I think it's really <laughs> unbecoming of you to pick on them. Oh, man. Well, if you guys are still watching us, thank you. Appreciate it. And uh, if you could click the subscribe button and the like button on the Purple Daily YouTube channel, it would go a long ways to uh, spreading the word about this show. Daily Vikings Entertainment and Therapy and uh, whatever else you want to bring our way. And Vikings Ventline will be back after the Bears game in two Mondays from now. Yeah. But we st- still got you covered on the Purple Daily Channel with daily Viking shows between now and then. I want to shout out Federated, too, because Federated has been a huge supporter of ours on Purple Daily and uh, all across Score North. They help business owners with risk management. They help you with peace of mind. They have trusted resources and people. They've been around for over 100 years, so they know what they're doing, and um, they can help you prevent bad things from happening or from uh, affecting your business in a negative way. And they can help maximize the success of your business. Federatedinsurance.com. And remember at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. All right, dudes, that's a wrap. Uh, can I help the Vikings? A victory version of Vikings vent line. Can help I coach them with football? What? Oh, they won the game. Can know. they coach football? Can they coach defense? Uh, I don't know. They got up to a 29 point. Federated. Lead. I don't know what more you want? I got a question for you. Federated. <laughs> can you coach defense? Maybe they should coach positivity. Maybe that's what you need. A little more positivity. Go wild, Judd. Let's do, go wild. Judd's hockey show score north. We'll, yeah, we gotta we'll do one of those tomorrow. We got, we got that huh? for us. Yeah, we got All right. that. All right, All right guys. buddy. Thanks for hanging out. Vikings Ventline.